on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hi there, folks. There is a new girl in town. Her name is Linda Yaccarino. She is now officially the CEO of Twitter. She seems pretty supportive of Musk's mission to support free speech at all costs. But what does that mean for advertisers? I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. Okay, so Linda Yaccarino was once the head of NBC Universal's advertising and partnerships team, and boy, does Twitter need that. It seems likely she's in a pretty good position to lead the charge at Twitter. Of course, we know that Twitter needs a lot of help when it comes to advertising, from concerns around rising hate speech and disinformation on the platform. But what about the money that's been pouring into the platform, or no longer pouring into the platform. You see the revenue reportedly at $88 million from the 1st of April in the first week of May. That's down 59% from a year earlier. The New York Times now reporting Twitter is consistently failing to reach its weekly sales targets. As for the new CEO, she's got the tick of approval from Elon Musk to get the job done. I think Linda's gonna do a great job uh, running, running Twitter. Um, and I'll, I'll provide, obviously, guidance on uh, and, uh, you know, uh, technology development. But as you can see, uh, tw I think Twitter at this point has released more new features in the last six months than it has in the last six years. So, you know, obviously this is not a Twitter meeting, but, uh, but, 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 but the, the, the larger point is that I feel at this point I don't need to devote incremental time. Uh, the amount of time that Twitter will take going forward is... is uh, relatively small compared to the last six months. Okay, so it is a pretty tough sell with more than half of Twitter's top advertisers pulling their ads from the social media giant. That's happened before the acquisition, so was the easiest part for Elon Musk just buying the platform? Maybe the hardest part is now fixing it. For more, let's bring in tech reporter at The Messenger, Benjamin Powers. Benjamin, great to see you. How significant a moment is this new CEO of Twitter? I think this can go in a couple different ways, and thank you so much for having me. But the fact is that Musk is still kind of posing himself as chairman. He's CTO. He's doing other things. Uh, he said he's responsible for products and some of the tech background and stuff like that. And so it's hard to imagine a situation in which this fundamentally changes the Twitter value proposition. Um, you know, Twitter just recently had their value, I believe, cut in about half uh, from the $44 billion must paid for it, according to credit ratings and other stuff like that. So it's down to about $20 billion. And, you know, the new CEO... Linda is very, very good at the ad aspect, but that's going to be such a hard thing to overcome given some of the concerns you mentioned, including disinformation, including, you know, hate speech and other things that we're seeing on the platform. And, you know, even though this is going to be happening soon, you see Musk still leading conversations with people like presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and you know, Ron DeSantis in, in the US. And so it's it's unclear how much he'll be stake, taking a step back to concentrate on his other companies. And so that's where I'm really curious to see what happens. Is this a case of Elon Musk realizing that as CEO, he was becoming the problem and needed, and the real problem was revenue and therefore find someone who can deal with the revenue. But there are now questions about whether, what happens to the rest of the business? It's not just about revenue that's the problem. I mean, I think the big problem is revenue in some ways. That's kind of been the churn at Twitter. You know, I, I spent a lot of time reporting on it last year. I've been keeping, you know, tabs on what's been going on recently. And the 
the, you know, the pullback, as he publicly said um, on Monday, is that they've lost about 50%, 58% of uh, advertising revenue, which is huge for a company like Twitter. You know, the subscription business, which involves getting a blue check, you pay $8 a month, really hasn't kept up with that dynamic. And so I think it's going to be one of those things where it's still... I don't think he quite recognizes that he is the problem. I think it's let's bring in somebody to help bulwark against future losses potentially, but they are still re-envisioning exactly what this product look like looks like going forward because it's been changed, right? They're, you know, less than 80% of the employees that there were. We saw high profile departures from the company um, in the new head of trust and safety, Al Irwin, just late last week. Um, on Monday, it became public that, you know, senators have sent uh, a letter to Twitter asking if they violated an FTC agreement here in the US about data privacy and consumer privacy because they have so few, few people on staff left over that could deal with this. So there's a whole plethora of issues facing Twitter, but, you know, given Musk's uh, enthusiasm for engaging with the platform. I don't really see him stepping back in the way, but I do see, um, you know, the new CEO being a, a comfort blanket of sorts for advertisers because she has that relationship with them for prior. Having said that, while she might have that relationship, not so long ago, Musk tweeted this. He said, I'll say what I want to and the consequences of that, if it's losing money, so be it. He didn't care if his controversial tweets frustrated advertisers. Does Linda's new task become just dealing with Elon Musk? I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to let his his uh, statements stand for themselves in that regard. But we have seen you know, advertisers fleeing the platform. There's also something that's coming up, and that's obviously elections here in the U.S. And that's a huge problem in some ways. You know, I recently wrote about the fact that, you know, Elections aren't ready for AI, but I also don't know how Twitter is ready for elections content and political ads and stuff like that streaming back onto the platform given the way they've descaled their content moderation departments. It's going to be a huge issue. And so, you know, I don't think Musk is shy about the fact that he has lost money on this. I think he is pushing forward with a, a free speech uh, ideal in this regard. That being said, you know, there have obviously been reports that he's complied with takedown notices from governments at a rate much higher than previous Twitter regimes. Not to say that previous Twitter regimes were doing the right thing or doing it well, but, you know, if you pitch yourself as a free speech absolutist, it's important to live up to that. And the numbers don't show that currently. So that's something, you know, both critics and fans are currently looking at in regards to so you cover Twitter pretty closely, as you say. Yakarino, obviously coming from an NBC, NBC Universal advertising background. Do we know much more about her vision since the time that she was announced to now, other than we have to shore up the ad revenue? I mean, she was focusing on ads, right? And so I think that's a big part of this. We don't know a ton about her vision. She seems to have kind of a, a more centrist viewpoint that's aligned with Musk. You know, free speech is, you know, best if there's more speech and things like that, which aligns again with Musk's sort of, you know, free speech utilitarian view. Um, we don't have a clear view of exactly what role she will be playing in terms of taking over some of these functionalities. And that's that's a bit of my skepticism. You know, if, if he's in charge of, you know, if he's still CTO, if he's chairman, if he's in charge of product, he's certainly not going to stop tweeting. That has impacts on her job. And I'm really wondering what the repercussions will be when those two things potentially come into conflict. That's a, a huge issue here. And so we've seen even, you know, sort of the, 
I don't want to say the diehards, but people who align themselves with Musk very quickly in terms of the Twitter turnover, like El Irwin, who just left, it, it leads me to believe, like, how long might this last? And I think that's really important because, you know, the the other also, along with El, uh, the other head of brand safety and ad safety also left recently. So, you know, when you're having this much turnover at a company that has the scale that Twitter does, which, you know, certainly is not the scale of somewhere like Meta or Facebook or Instagram or something like that, but is hugely influential, sometimes you just don't have enough hands on the wheel to steer it. And so that's what I'm really curious about to see going forward. And just quickly, you spoke about advertising for and the upcoming election as well. They usually go hand in hand for media companies being pretty important time to generate revenue as well. But then Ron DeSantos announces on Twitter Spaces a few weeks ago, he's running and it's a tech disaster by all accounts. You say that Elon Musk continues in the role uh, of dealing with technology, et cetera, and the platform and engineering, but even that isn't going well. I mean, I think it's a little bit indicative, right? Like Twitter has been slowly being peeled off. Like people have been let go. Uh, I know for, you know, for a fact that reporting I did last year that advertisers sometimes couldn't understand who they should contact at Twitter because the teams have been laid off to talk about where their ads might be shown or, or what exactly is going on. And that level of confusion is really difficult to run a large scale company with, right? Like there is incredibly <laughs> difficult issues going on with that. And you know, the fact that the servers were overloaded, um, quote unquote, and, and I, that's Elon's words, not mine, um, that they were overloaded from about 300,000 people, I believe. Like, Yeah, which is a huge spaces. number. And obviously a lot of people are wanting to uh, participate and to watch at the time. And it's one of those things that the more you get, the more difficult you get. We've got to take a break now, Benjamin. Uh, when we do come back, though, we're going to be talking about the power of AI. I'm Aaron Young. Do stay with us. 